That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, in Kansas City is where we are. Listen up now, don't get too far. You've tuned in for some true stories told you by two ladies named Hillary. Hey! Welcome back, guys. Yay. <laughs> Episode three. Um, yeah. Hi. Uh, let's get right into this thing, because it's been a long day for us. Um, wines. I have Aubrey Vineyards, and they're in uh, Overland Park, Kansas. And it is a honey wine. Surprise, surprise. I know. Honey's my thing. It's my jam. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm drinking a... It's called Mischievous. It's mm-hmm. a sweet, semi-sweet white wine from White Wind Vineyard and Winery. It's from Shawnee, Kansas. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. delicious. We both got our wines from um, MDL on 95th. And Antioch. And Antioch. Yeah. And I almost got Hillary's wine. <laughs> because. But good thing you did. We went separately. Even though there's so. like 20,000 wines there. There was. And I legit almost got the same wine as you. We're also I like. one of the one with the wolf on it. Right. <laughs> There's also a raccoon. I think there's an owl. Is yeah. there a fox? Possibly. Something. I don't know. And there's a yeah. lot of them with buffaloes on it because, you know, it's Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> yeah. And we're also, like, on the same page because we both wore a Charlie Hustle shirt with heart oh, on right. it for work. That's weird. <laughs> Different colors, but same, same shirt. Thing. I think we'll just because we're a little chilly in here. It's a little chilled. Um, do you want to just dive right in? Oh, get this. You don't have to go to work tomorrow, do you? I do not. I will be getting things ready last minute and then going to bowl. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. For a kid's sake, with big brothers, big sisters. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. Uh. Did you? I went last week. Yeah. Okay. Because I went first. Okay. Uh, and then this week is true crime again. Uh, yeah. I guess, should we just like reintroduce every time that, what? I think he's doing that buzzing thing again. <sighs> what is your problem? What's going on with it? It's your ghost. <sighs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, just in case for some reason someone is... Re- listening to this episode before the first episode where that's KC. I don't know. People probably do. Uh, so we chat true crime or paranormal and just the Kansas City, Kansas or Missouri's 
in the surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am Hillary Holt, and I cover the Missouri side. I'm Hillary Batliner, and I cover the Kansas side. (laughs) It's different spelling names. Yes. Spelled differently, I'm older by 10 days. Congratulations. It matters. It matters to me. Which means you're going to get older faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So I can officially call you old fart anytime I want. Yeah, whatever. I'll be over the hill before you get there, so. That's not a compliment. That's not a. I don't care. Let me have it. Let me have this, (laughs) okay? That's not an achievement. (laughs) Let me dead before you. Probably not, actually. I'm probably going to die first. You drink a lot of alcohol. Whoa. That's not (laughs) why I'm going to die. No. No, I'll probably die first because I like trip over sticks over or over nothing, and I break myself a lot. So true. I'll probably die for some really stupid unknown reason. <laughs> like I don't know. She tripped over a a penny on the ground and she broke her femur and then it got infected and then yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> Legit, I'll probably die first. But anyway. Oh, do you want to talk about how you literally dodged a bullet on Sunday? <gasps> or Saturday? Sunday. Sunday morning? No, wait, yeah. Saturday Technically night. Technically Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. So Kim and I were going to go to Westport because um, we haven't been out in a while. So we were like, eh, it's been a pretty, as you know, a pretty mm-hmm. freaking tough month for me. Um, so I was like, yeah, we need to go out. We need to have some fun. So Kim and I were going to just Uber down to Westport. And <laughs> we ended up coming back to the apartment. And it was like nine o'clock or so oh so like i had more car troubles Mm. on saturday so we went to like i went straight from work to a movie with my mom my aunt my little cousin then we went to dinner right after that and we were walking out from dinner and my car freaking had a flat tire and i was just like so it had a screw in the tire but at least it was in the tread so it was just gonna be a patch job so we got it aired up and i didn't get back until like nine o'clock so that's already just like 12 hours of me being out and functioning with people, which is 12 hours, 11 hours too many. Like, right. I just, mm-mm. Um, yeah, anyway, so we got back, and she got home, and we were both just really tired, and I was like, hey, can we just not go out tonight? So we stayed in, and I did puzzles, and she watched <laughs> Game of Thrones, <laughs> and I was the peanut gallery. Yeah. I'm more of watching Game, I don't watch the Game of Thrones, I but I'm more of the, how is her, how is her, uh, cape hood staying on while she's running like that's what i'm thinking about <laughs> like, i'm not actually paying attention but anyway so we decided to stay in and then the next morning i get a text from you <laughs> saying oh my god did you guys go out last night and i was like no why what are you talking about and she was like holy shit you literally dodged a bullet and i was like what and she you it's, sent me this link about a shooting in at Westport, at Westport. So, and it was literally like as the bars are closing, and I yeah. mean, we're not gonna lie, I probably would have been there for yeah. the bars closing. Um, and so, like, it's literally right over by the parking garage or like by the Sunfresh Market thingy yeah. that, like, we park at that parking garage or right next to it, like in yeah. that open lot. Like, it could have been us. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, thanks to my car not wanting to. It's, it's, thanks for having a It's Chucky Boy. On he's Saturday. looking out for you. Huh? Chucky Boy. He's looking out for you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he also or your ghost just that lives $600 here. $600 on my car last oh, month well, or last week or so. I so. mean, a $600 tire fix or bullet in your body. 
mean, I don't know. At this point, I would have taken a grazing. I'm, ah. not, I'm not really sure. An excuse to just be like, oh, everyone leave me alone. See, but then I could have been like, no, I can't go to work. I got shot. And then all of you would just have to run around and just deal with it I... until I got better. But then I wouldn't want to get better to have to come back. Because then... I'd be like, no. The place would be burned down. Like Kevin Hart. No. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah. literally Kim and I dodged a bullet this weekend for being boring and staying, staying in. in. Listen up, kids. puzzles and watch Game of Thrones. So if you want to be smart, just don't go out when you don't feel like it. <laughs> Stay that's, inside. That's a life tip. That is a life, life tip. If you don't really want to go out, just don't go. It's okay. You can go out any other time. You can. You're not gonna miss much. Sleep face down on the couch. Yeah, exactly. While your cat tries to smother you by laying or on your head. You'll sleep on the floor, halfway covered up with your foot on top of the couch. Hey, but that wasn't even going out. That was just doing a podcast. <laughs> I was just doing a podcast after a little, about a half glass of wine, and then I fell asleep on Hillary's cat. Uh floor and she had to shake me a lot to wake me up my what on your floor and then i slept slept on the couch yeah (laughs) okay yeah let's just go dive on in for true crime Uh uh-huh okay do you want to go first or i'll go first i'll i'll go first just give me one second okay watch that text message it's work, so. Yep. Oh. Um, Ouch. Oh. Yeah. Just. Mm. Okay, so. This is not a good day today. Um, anyway, so this is going to be even not, or it is going to make this day even more kind of terrible. Like, this is a pretty bad crime. Um, well. So, this happened in, or this is called the Wichita Massacre, or oh. also known as the Wichita Horror, oh. which, I don't know, eh, whatever, that's a fine name. I'm intrigued. And they also said, like, it uh, shocked Wichitans? 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 I don't know. Wichitans? 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 I would have said Wichitans. Kansas and Kansans in Wichita? Kansans? Yeah, Kansans and Wichita. There we go. The wit- the people of Wichita. The Wichita It shocked them, apparently. <laughs> Wichitans. I'm just going to call them Wichitans. <laughs> anyway, um, so it, this is a spree of random robberies, assaults, rapes, and murders perpetrated from December 7th to the 14th in 2007 by brothers uh, Reginald and Jonathan Carr. What? Uh, Reginald was 22 and Jonathan was 20. So these Idiots. really young guys... <laughs> Just freaking crazy. Um, on December 8th, 2000, uh, having recently arrived in Wichita, they robbed Andrew Schreiber, a 23-year-old assistant baseball coach. Three days later, um, yeah, just randomly. And three days later, they shot and mortally wounded a 55-year-old cellist and librarian named Anne Walenta as she tried to escape from their car, uh, from them in her car. She then died three days later after the shooting. Their crime spree culminated on <laughs> December 14th when the cars invaded a home and robbed and sexually abused three men and two women, murdering four of them. What? Uh, yeah. So they left there one There was five pers- of them. Okay. But they murdered four, four of them. Four. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Yeah, I was confused too, because I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't but, add up. Um, yes. 
The brothers randomly broke into a house where Brad, Heather, Aaron, Jason, and Jason's girlfriend, identified as Holly G, all in their 20s, were spending the night. Um, the cars initially scoured the house for valuables, so obviously, like, an attempted robbery. Yeah. Um, Beffert, a.k.a. Jason, okay, I'm just going to call him by their first names. Jason had intended to propose to Holly, and she found this out when the cars discovered an engagement ring hidden in a popcorn box. Oh. Yeah, so sad day for Jason and Holly. Oh. Um, after the search, the cars forced their hostages, hostages to strip naked and then bound them. They then repeatedly raped the two women and forced the men to engage in sexual acts with the women and the women with each other. So these are super classy brothers right now. They're just making everybody this... have an orgy, basically. Oh, um, no. Then, oh. Did something just turn on? Something in... The air conditioning? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I felt rumbling. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, okay, so then they drove the victims uh, to ATMs to empty out their bank accounts. After taking them to, or, oh, before taking them to a snowy desert, snowy desert, a snowy deserted <laughs> soccer complex on the outskirts of town. There, on the soccer complex, they shot all five execution style in the back of their heads. The Carr brothers then drove Jason's truck over the bodies and left them for dead. Um, Holly G survived her headshot wound at the soccer field because her plastic barrette deflected the bullet. So literally one plastic barrette. I don't know how the bullet didn't just shatter it, but it, apparently it deflected it. Was it so, how big was this barrette? I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know what kind of barrette this was, but I mean, I just wear bobby pins, so <laughs> that wouldn't work. You'd have that's, to wear like three bobby pins in right? a row. Just all, just five of them, just... Anyway, um, so after the killers left, she walked naked for more than a mile in freezing weather to seek first aid and shelter at a house. Before getting medical treatment and before the police arrived, she reported the incident and descriptions of her attackers to the couple who took her in. The cars had uh, returned to the house to ransack it for more valuables. So after they come in, they try to rob it, and then they make them do all these horrible things. They take them out to the field. They kill them. So then they just come back to the house to try to get more stuff. I'm like, why couldn't you just ransack the house, tied them all up, and then left? Like, I don't understand. Because they saw their face. But then, like, I don't know. Do something. I don't know. Or just don't just, rob people. Just don't people. rob people. That's good, Get too. a job. Don't rob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we make that a slogan? Like a poster? <laughs> we'll just name that. Get a job. The name rob. of this episode. Get a job. Don't rob. You slob. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so while they're there ransacking the house for more valuables, this is the super sad part. Oh. No, don't tell me they kill like an animal or something. Oh, how'd you guess? No, no. They beat Holly's dog, Nikki, with a golf club to death. So they beat the. I don't know what kind of dog it was. I'm not going to look it up because I was sad enough when it popped up. So, no. I'm just assuming this dog put up a really good fucking fight and bit the shit out of him. What a bitch. That's what I'm going to say. Right? Yeah. Tough bitch um, right there. So, then the next day, the police captured the Carr brothers. Um, both Schreiber and... Oh, hold on. Sorry. So, both... Uh, uh, okay, so both people, like, living... So, like, the other lady who di- hadn't died yet... 
um, like since she died like a few days after they got caught, she identified them and Holly identified them or identified Reginald at least. Mm-hmm. Um, the district attorney said that, excuse me, um, based on evidence in the case, the car's motive was robbery. They only say this because uh, all of the victims were white and the Carr brothers were black. So mm-hmm. the district attorney held that there was no prima facie, prima facie, I don't know, um, I don't know, some Latin shit, mm-hmm. uh, evidence of racial crime based on the robbery, robberies made slash attempted. So basically he's like, no, this wasn't a hate, hate crime. It was literally they're stupid and they just tried to rob people and fucked up. Um, with the help of Holly's testimony at the trial, the Carr brothers were convicted of nearly all 113 counts against them, including kidnapping, robbery, rape, four counts of capital murder, and one count of first-degree murder. Uh, Reginald was convicted of 50 counts and Jonathan of 43. Yeah, I know. So I was like, cool, awesome, right? Ah. They're each sentenced to death for the capital murders, as well as life as to life in prison with decades with decades. Oh my god, I can't talk. To serve before being eligible for parole, their cases were then appealed. Yeah. So it's like, cool, yeah, they're gonna they're going to, you know, death row. They're gonna be killed, yeah. blah blah blah, death sentence. Nope, just kidding. So in 2004, the Kansas Supreme Court overturned the state's death penalty law, but the state attorney general appealed this ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. Basically because... It was because of their age? or No, because... Um, let me see. I don't know. Um, because of a trial judge error in the penalty proceedings. Ugh. I know. Suck. So basically a penalty trial is required for each of the brothers and apparently that wasn't done Mm. and then like somehow the judge fucked up all this stuff and like didn't book them properly for the correct things yeah so um so after they uh, after the it was appealed to the supreme court it upheld the constitutionality that's a fun word of the state's death penalty law which then returned the cars and other condemned killers to death row. So they returned them to death row. Um, So then in 2014, they overturned the death sentences against the cars because of that error. Okay, but they're still in jail, though. Still have, like, life in prison? Right now, yes. Um, So before this occurred... Well, it says, like, since he took it to the Supreme Court, um, they agreed to, like, hear his case. Mm -hmm. But as of... um, as of 2015, they agreed to hear. But then in 27 or 2016, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the decision of the Kansas Supreme Court and reinstated the death sentences. Both Carr brothers are currently incarcerated at El Dorado or El Dorado El Dorado Correctional Facility in Kansas. Oh. So the fucking U.S. Supreme Court just well. said, "Fuck you, Kansas Supreme Court. We're gonna actually reinstate that death sentence and put them back in jail for." on death row so times under a different president am i right (laughs) i mean i'm okay with him being uh well yeah i guess that would have been a different president Mm -hmm. all of 2016 was a different president and even Um, a little bit of 2017 fun fact fun fact on this case Uh uh-huh um, I found out that the season four episode of Law and Order SVU, which is my favorite, 
uh, the show or the episode called Dominance is based on this case. Oh. So now it really makes me want to watch it and see if it's like you know a How close a couple of brothers going in and murdering people and stuff. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I have on mine. When it's was that? When did this happen? Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, December of two thousand is when it all occurred. Oh. And then they like got appealed. In 2004. Not oh, okay. appealed. Appealed. Like, blah, blah, blah. They just went back and forth. They've been basically going back and forth. Um, let's see. So, 2004 was when the Kansas Supreme Court overturned the state's death penalty law. But then, mm-hmm. in 2014 and 2015, they were, like, talking about the trial judge error. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they overheard the case again. So then in 2016, the U.S. Supreme Court overruled it and reinstated the death sentence. Yay! (laughs) Okay, well, that was terrifying. Yeah, Um, I know. Which I was like, I don't like how it's, you know, like, just a home invasion that just fucking escalated. Like, it's creepy. Just don't rob people. They were all so young. Like idiots. You're both s- of the boys were twenties. Yeah. All the people inside that he killed. Twenties. Or they killed were twenties. Other than that, other than older the, yeah, woman. The older, but yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Just don't do it. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Um. Okay. So mine is the murder of Mac Dre. Remember the Thizzle Dance. Yes, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that sounds the Thizzle Dance gets stupid and all of his other things. So he's, yeah. Um, so just a little background. Uh, Mac Dre is in, was, uh, an underground rapper. Um, a lot of this, it just unfolds very interestingly, but um, his real name is Andre Lewis Hicks. Uh, he was never like on MTV or anything, but I just remember him being blasted at my school dances and Thizzle Dance would come on and everyone would lose their mind. Uh, and of course, like big on the hip hop radio stations and everything like that. Uh, some stuff I got, most of this I got from S or SF Gate, like San Francisco something, because he is from like California, but his murder happened in. Kansas City, unfortunately. Kansas City, Missouri. Um, yeah, he... Uh, oh, part of a little thing he did is when he moved from Vallejo in 98 and he founded uh, Fizz Entertainment, which is now managed by his mom. Oh. So it's still active and she manages it. Um, I'm just going to talk about the murder because there was, like, in the research, there was talked about, like, his life before it and talking about um like possibly like gang involvement or um even his time in jail but I'm not gonna talk about that um because I talk about a black man growing up in probably a not so great area and mm-hmm. having that involvement is I mean it's not a surprise and it doesn't yeah anyway um but yeah, okay, so his murder occurred early in the morning on November 1st, 2004 in Kansas City uh, due to a drive-by shooting on uh, the freeway, uh, which was actually I-70. 
after a performance he was supposed to do on November 31st, 2004. Uh, but he had left that performance due to uh, a, pay, a payment dispute with the pub, the club promoter. So extra details, uh, they described it. The shooting began when a stolen Infinity G35 uh, came up and started to shoot into their van while they were driving down 71 Highway, causing the van to crash and ejecting Mac Dre from the vehicle, which is actually not what killed him. Uh, but the driver was able to get to a phone after the crash and call 911. I imagine he didn't do that very quickly. Uh, but Mac Dre was pronounced dead at the scene due to a bullet wound to the back of his neck from an AK-47. Why do people have these still? Anyway. I'm at Walmart. Right. Stupid. It is. Uh, but his killer has yet to be found, and the case is still unsolved. But uh, his death was rumored to be due to financial disputes. Maybe was that club promoter or someone else. Um, but it later on shifted in the underground rap uh, world as rumors that um, a local Casey rapper named Fat Tone, which I've... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've heard of I haven't heard yeah, of him until this yeah. that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, or aka Anthony Watkins. Um, is that they so this kind of what this will evolve to later in as I'm talking about it is that it's kind of like the underground version of like Biggie and Tupac, but it's Fat Tone and Mac Dre. Because of the yeah, it was reported that Matt, or Fat Tone was who took out in quotation marks Mac Dre, but it's it's not proven. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so six months later, a San Francisco rap promoter named nicknamed Mac Minister and a friend. Um, the article did not show his name, but they avenged Mac's death by taking out Fat Tone and another Casey man, again not named, um, with an assault rifle and 33 rounds that they shot into their bodies. So, but unlike Mac Dre's death, Fat Tone's killers were caught and indicted on murder charges. Uh, what's even crazier is that a 21-year-old girl was found in Fairfield, I guess that's, I don't know, California or Nevada or something, uh, but somewhere in Fairfield uh, with a shot to the head two days later, uh, which I guess is two days later after the conviction. Uh, but it's speculated that she was killed possibly because she was a witness to the Vegas murders. Right? Um, and the Casey... So, like, basically, Mac Dre's death caused three other murders that probably should have never actually happened mm-hmm. because it was off of rumors. Um, but Casey police, police detective Everett Babcock, which I looked... I tried to Google him, and he's um, he's on LinkedIn, and he's still in homicide in the KCMO area. But he was quoted in uh, that article that I read to say, um, the tragedy of the whole thing is that assuming the woman killed in Fairfield was killed as retribution for being a witness, that three people dead over a financial matter, an amount of money, what, oh, amount of money that wouldn't even pay for a weekend in Vegas. Um, Babcock did not elaborate on the alleged dispute, I guess that money dispute, but he did say that Fat Tone uh, was not a suspect in Mac Dre's death. Hmm. At all. Hmm. Yeah. But, so that's just kind of that craziness of how one death 
kind of goes and mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah yeah okay but um even in the research though I found uh, a video interview on Vlad TV DJ Vlad um, with Tech Nine so Tech Nine was talking about um, Mac Dre's death and then other things in Kansas City but apparently right after Mac Dre was killed. Tech Nine was told to not go to like the Bay Area at all because uh, someone on his street team had been up there on uh, let's see Cinco de Mayo in a Tech Nine van and people were trying to like push the van over and like beating on the van. Jesus. So they were like, yeah, don't go to the Bay Area for a little while. So it must have sparked some kind of underground beef between Kansas City and. Uh, San Francisco, like, Bay Area. Um, but Tech 9 and Mac Dre actually, like, knew each other. Uh, and Mac, like, people in Kansas City love to work with him. And so I just, I re- I don't know. I kind of vaguely remember him that, like, being on the news because that was 2004. So, like, middle school. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, super sad. Because, of course, he had, like, kids and stuff. That's what Tech Nines also said in the um, videos that he was on his way to go somewhere else. And then people were just blowing up his phone saying that Mac Dre was dead. And he, um, yeah, so it affected a lot of people for a not-so-quote-unquote big name. But he is still important. See, even those undergrounds, those independent records are so important. Just like how Tech Nine is so important to us. BT Dubs Tech Nine, let us use the KCMO anthem for our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, please. Um, okay. I think this is going to be a fairly short episode because it's been a very long day. Uh, do you want to do your escape room tip? Maybe. Uh. Do you want to do your other tip first while I come up with this? Okay, one? my Casey fact. Yeah. Um, this fact, and I actually did look this one up. <laughs> um, but in my fact is about Lee Jeans. Uh, yeah. They were actually founded in Kansas, and their headquarters is in Merriam, Kansas, which is like literally, literally up like the just down the street. Yeah. Um, it's literally down the street from where my mom lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. By uh, CarMax. Um, yeah. Off I-35. Uh, but yeah, Lee Jeans was founded by Henry David Lee. Um, so he didn't start with jeans right away. He actually started with establishing H.D. Lee Mercantile Company, which was a wholesale grocery distri- distributor in Salina, Kansas in 1889. And then in 1895... Uh, Lee dis- established the Kansas Ice and Cold Storage Company to provide a solution to handle larger larger shipments for perishable goods. So he was a guy that was just like, I see this problem, uh, we need to fix it, and I'm going to make money off of it. Because <laughs> um, he also, um, with the, Mer- or the Kansas... Eh, um, but yeah, he also then established the H.D. Lee flour mill, which was also successful at its time. Uh, then um, in 1912, Lee started to get into the pants biz with overalls and jackets, or I guess the denim biz, 
with overalls and jackets uh, because he was unhappy with the quality and inconsistent delivery of workwear from suppliers. So then he decided his company could do better, even though they had only been selling like food at this time. Uh, and then in 1913, they developed the Union All Jumpsuit, which is what made Lee a household name and um, spurred opening of many manufacturing plants across the country. Uh, then in the 20s, Lee introduced various innovations from like zippers and different things like that. A lot of stuff geared towards um, like the working kind or the cowboys even. Um, in the 30s and 40s, they kind of focused on building up the brand and they became the number one manuf manufacturer uh, from for work clothes. Uh, in the 50s, they uh, were working on expansion and ventured into casual wear. And then from the 60s, they ended up expanding into 51 countries. And they were purchased by the VF Corporation in 1969, which they're still um, with them, I believe. And then, yeah, now today, Lee just continues to bring fit styles or dip more kinds of fit styles, finishes, etc um, to this day and they actually have a national Lee day that launched in 1996 yeah I'm pretty sure about that right 1996 and they focus on one day one cause one cure so right now when I looked it up it was uh, mainly like breast cancer stuffs uh, and I've also been a fit model a couple times for Lee jeans nice. which is nice $50 an hour to just try on jeans and tell people how you feel about them it's it's like the best gig ever and i wish i could do it more often that's awesome did you ever go like in school or anything what to the lee jean factory mm -mm. no we mm. went a couple we went one time i don't think we went a couple times it was, i mean it wasn't i don't know no it was, wasn't really fascinating you know right well we went in like elementary school like elementary school kids don't give a fuck about jeans or how yeah, they're made. No. Like, who cares? But going now would probably be kind of cool to yeah. see how, you know, like the pictures and stuff of how it all started. But Yeah. Yeah, we definitely went. We never went. We should have gone in college because that was our major. You should have. I'm so disappointed we didn't get to go. That would have made a lot more sense than elementary school kids. It would. Um, but yeah, so that's my... Fun fact, fun nice. that's KC fact, is Lee Jeans is a um, Kansas City-based company. Yay. Yeah. So if you see, what I've learned from Mr. Lee is that if you see a need, fill that need, and you'll make money. <laughs> Hashtag. I don't think that's what Mr. Lee was meaning by that. <laughs> that's so not what I meant. My okay. head totally just went there. You went there. I was trying to be I inspirational. Of course I And your there. face is just looking at me saying that's what she said. Like, you know that and sloth from Zootopia? Yeah. Where he's like, he gets the joke in yeah. his mouth? That's me right now. Yeah, I, was like, I know. Oh, it just kept sinking in. <laughs> I was making See an me? insightful, inspirational <laughs> quote. And... <laughs> Hillary over here just can't get her mind out of the gutter. <laughs> How can you not with this quote like that? I was trying. Okay. Oh my god. Just trying to be a little. If you see, my bad. If you. 
see a need, get on in there. <laughs> that just, that's not even better. That's not better. I don't know why. If you see me. If you. If. If. If you seem to have a need, just needle your way on in. Dang it. I was trying to make like a. Oh, no. Like a. Like a sewing pun. Yeah. Yeah. But. I knew where you're going. I know, but now it's you ruined. Your puns. <laughs> but yeah, so hey, yeah. guess what? Being huh? uh, this, the dirty mind or whatever, it's just in my genes. So <sighs> <laughs> 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 it, it came to me right after you started talking. I was like, hey, wait, shh, hold on, I got one. Oh, anyway, no. It came to you. It came to me. <laughs> Came to me in my jeans. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 Point of the story. Oh Lee jeans. Kansas brand. Support local. <laughs> okay. Are you? Are you ready for your? Yeah. Uh, Casey tip now that I've just annihilated mm-hmm. everybody's eardrums tip. with my yep. laughter. Your my tip? Room. Yeah, my tip. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't oh, my God. Um, no, so um, another escape room tip. We'll call this number 43 because I can. We went down. We went what? down. Last one was 44. Do it. Whatever, it's yours. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? 40, 42? 44. Whatever. Was 43. It 42? I don't know. Did I really? I know I did eight. Did I did twelve. No. I don't know. I think I did. I need to write these down. <laughs> I just keep making up numbers, and they're gonna be like four of them the same thing. So escape room tip. I'm gonna keep it number forty. Okay. Because I've never said that before. Mm-hmm. I don't go with odd numbers usually. I'm an even number kind of person. Um, no, literally, I have to do things by even numbers. True, true, true. Um, yeah. Anyway, so escape room tip. Number 43. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm, yep, oh. I have it. It's here in my head. It's here. Oh. I got it. It just needs to come out of my mouth. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, for beginners coming into the rooms and stuff, um, it's going to not be, you know, like an insulting tip, but it's more going to be an actual helpful tip. Huh? Something just happened in your wine bottle. Just all the wine just ran down for some reason. It was like, it was like a, a bubble. bubble, and then it popped, and then yeah. Anyway, that distracted me. Um, yeah. So basically, if you're a new person coming into an escape room and you've never done one before, you don't even know what these things are. Please don't try to do our hardest room because it will not make sense to you. <laughs> do what we suggest and do the easier room. It's not super easy. It's just easier. Um, it is the easiest at our location, but mm-hmm. there's an even easier one at the other one, so that would be a little insulting to be like, no, you're stupid, you need to go do this one. But at ours, I feel like it's good enough as to where it still stumps some of the best escape room people. I mean, I mean it still only has like, what, like a 50 to 60% yeah. success rate? 50, so I mean, 50. there's still some people who don't get out of it. Um, and some people have done escape rooms before. Like, those people that came in, I don't remember when, but they were like, we've done five, and we haven't gotten any, gotten out of any of them. 
and they came to do, and do ours and they still didn't get out yeah. so I was like mm, good try I don't know um, but anyway so that would be my tip is listen to the game master when you ask them for a suggestion of which room to do listen to their suggestion and don't just take it and then say mm, no never mind I'm not gonna listen to you I'm gonna do whatever I want so then why did you even ask us in the first place right you just wasted our time don't waste my time I don't have time for you to waste we got other people that time back so to talk to. Don't. Yeah. So that's a tip. Uh. Yeah. Is that anything yeah. else? Oh, that's a tip. Um. It's gonna be a short episode unless we can figure out something to talk about. Yeah. Let's mumble on for the last. The last fifteen. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Um, I don't feel like that would be. But no, I mean, I do have happened to you lately? Uh, oh, I didn't talk about this the last episode. Well, hold on. You did make some avocado. (laughs) What did you say? Avocado. I I made, okay, I tried to make guacamole, but uh, the avocados tricked me, and they weren't as ripe as I thought that they were. Yeah, so I get a text, oh, I have all these avocados I need to get rid of. Do you want to do guacamole tonight? I was like, yeah, sure. And then I made. And then what came out was avocado avocado chutney. Chutney. That's right. Because it was chunky. But yeah, um, but okay, what was I going to talk about? Um, oh, what I didn't talk about last episode that I should have talked about. Uh, so, com- com- competing, competing uh, in like this improv competition called Thunderdome. Uh, so it's four month long process where um, three teams in one night uh, from July. June or July, August, and September compete to be the top three, and then in October we compete uh, for we just compete as in we just do sets, and the audience decides who wins that night, who had the best sets and made them laugh the most. Um, but then we compete in October for a child size bedazzled wrestling belt, and uh, it's in a form called long form format, so it's just. 20 minutes set of us just doing various scenes and my team won nice team andy with our coach andy um i didn't know actually who was going to be on my team until that night and then it was like a draft night at halftime of the show before us and um then i got folks on my team and it was awesome and we had fun and i'd done a format that i'd never done before and i won it was so awesome uh but yeah, keep in mind, uh, in October is when that next thing will be. Um, this will air This will air after I have my performance, but I do have a performance on Friday, the 21st, at Comedy City at 9.30. Nice. Yeah. I think that's about it. Oh, and then I got a casting from my agent today mm-hmm. that I was actually requested to come from the casting director. Mm-hmm. So you guys just listen up now because I'm going to be a big deal, okay? You better be able to spell my name right in the future. Oh no, I spilled wine on myself. Uh, yeah, so there we go, guys. The first episodes are an hour and 20 minutes and this one's going to be mm, shorter than that. So... <laughs> uh... Shall we count down until these? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, and uh, <laughs> intro music though. I just remembered, oh, yeah. uh, which is it's in the outro, but I just wanted to shout out like, like live uh, to Brian Lawson uh, for giving us our awesome new mix. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is really cool. I like it. It is super cool and super just like what we needed, and I love it. He's awesome, so she to check out Brian Lawson on SoundCloud as well as when you check us out on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, we ready? Mm-hmm. And that's Casey! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. Okay. Oh, okay. you told me this time. Good. Thanks. One, two, three. Hey guys, while we work to join your favorite podcast directory, you can listen and subscribe to That's KC Podcast on SoundCloud. You can also chat with us on Twitter and Instagram at That's KC Pod. Intro music is provided by Brian Lawson. If you have any suggestions for local Kansas City, Missouri and or Kansas food and drink, or you'd like to send us something, hint, hint, wink, wink, please send us an email at thatskcpod at gmail.com. Also, if you have your own local story you would like us to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you too via email. Okay, bye!